0: Real Talk What's up everybody? Welcome back to Real Talk. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank all my listeners, everybody who follows me, everybody who has some way, somehow contributed to uh, what this podcast is and who I am today, um, not only for this podcast, but as a person uh, for their support. I want to thank you guys for your outpouring of support through social media, um, You know the calls, the texts, the messages. Uh, in response to my mother's passing, uh, this previous week, uh, it's been very tough. It's been very difficult to be quite honest with you guys. I didn't know if I was going to be making a podcast this week. I didn't know if I was going to be jumping on uh, the radio this week. I didn't know if I was going to be doing anything football related, but you guys are the reason why I am doing what I am doing, uh, Raiders football is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. My mother is the reason why I am doing what I am doing. I know that she would have wanted me to do this. She would have wanted me to talk about this game. And that's what we're going to do. Getting into it, the Raiders bounced back. The Raiders had a huge statement win against the Denver Broncos. Rich Passaccia came out in his debut as interim coach. And he rallied this team to put a stomping on the Denver Broncos. The Raiders came out fast. They came out fired up and they came out ready to play. The Raiders had their first score that wasn't a field goal, that wasn't a safety in the first half all season long. I believe it was 10 games that the Raiders had gone without a score in the first half and the Raiders did it. And it was Beautiful, wasn't it? It was Henry Ruggs on a big, big, deep pass from Derek Carr. And those two, I mean, watching the chemistry between Henry Ruggs and Derek Carr has just been phenomenal. Watching the way that these guys have played together, watching the way that these guys are working together as a cohesive unit. And Henry is everything the Raider fans really wanted him to be last season. He is coming into his own. And when we look about – we look about – Losing some players like Nelson Aguilar, who hasn't done anything. Um, we look, you know, at, you know, players that Derek Carr has had consistency with, uh, like Michael Crabtree, who, you know, is was Derek Carr's favorite receiver. It's exciting to see this chemistry being built in a veteran quarterback and his young second-year wide receiver. The Raiders are playing some, they played some really good football on Sunday. They they came out against the Denver Broncos team that with a defense that let's face it, man, that defense is good. And they were able to run up the score on them. And one of the things that really stood out to me was was not the way that they played, but with the it was the tenacity, the ferociousness, and also the comfortability in that offense that they were playing. Plays were getting out faster. Derek was able to make adjustments at the line. Uh, Josh Jacobs looked to be healthier out there. The offensive line looked to block better. Uh, receivers were, you know, out there making some outstanding plays. And the defense—I mean, let's look at this defense. That defensive line. The Raiders' defense had a total of 15 sacks last season. This year already, they have 16 and a half sacks. Max Crosby is playing like a man possessed. I remember somebody told me that we shouldn't compare Max Crosby to to Nick Bosa. And you're right. We shouldn't. Max Crosby is playing football at a better level than than Nick Bosa is right now. And Max Crosby is a potential candidate for defensive player of the year. If he continues to play the the way that he's playing, he is going to be a guy that can be a candidate for defensive player of the year. Seeing Jonathan Abram out there and watching the way that Jonathan Abram's playing, He's playing at a very high level. He's playing uh, smarter football. He's playing in a way that Raider fans wanted him to play. Uh, They put him in the box, and they made him play his game. They didn't force him to play something that he's not good at, and that's why we're seeing an emergence in Jonathan Abram. The Raiders brought in a couple of veteran players, uh, brought in some more Chargers. Uh, They brought in offensive lineman DJ Fluker. He's on the practice squad right now. Uh, He is a good veteran addition. He's somebody that, you know, if needed, they can call up and they can put him on the 53-man roster. He's somebody that, you know, can play a little bit of offensive line. We've seen what he can do. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the Raiders brought in Desmond Trufant. And Desmond's a guy who's been around the league a long time, veteran cornerback. He is somebody who is a little more physical, uh, a little bigger. Um, He's somebody who can who can play the ball game of ball in the right defense. And I think that Gus Bradley's defense is a good situation for him. Uh, He's going to be able to come out there and, you know, he's going to compete for a spot while Trayvon Mullen is out. Uh, And I think that he is somebody who can, you know, potentially get some playing time. I love the way that Brandon Faxion played. Uh, I don't know the extent of his injury, but I really love how he came out, uh, you know, coming off the practice squad for the chargers and made an impact. Got his first interception of his career. Not of the season of his career. That's right. He was able to come out and make an instant impact and I know that, you know, um uh, Robertson had some issues last week with trade with Patrick Sutton and uh you know, putting a 5-8 corner on a 6-3 receiver is very difficult task to do. Um but the Raiders rallied and they were able to make some make some changes and and were able to make a big difference there. So keep an eye on True and see what he can do, uh, especially why Mullen is out. As we get off of the Denver Broncos and we we pivot towards the Philadelphia Eagles, this is a team, the Philadelphia Eagles, that is near and dear to my heart. This is a team that the Raiders have that have had a tremendous amount of success against this is also a team that the Raiders have gotten demolished by Uh, if anybody remembers they had the famous Nick Foles and Riley Cooper game uh, in Oakland but also for those that remember this is also the team that the Raiders beat in Super Bowl 15 where Rod Martin had three interceptions and most importantly Kenny King running back of the then Oakland Raiders, had an 80-yard touchdown reception, which was the longest in Super Bowl history for about 16 years. He beat Herman Edwards deep and just ran it in on a long score with Bobby Chandler leading the way. This is always a game that that I get up for for a couple of reasons. Uh, Number one is that reason, Super Bowl 15. Number two is... I went to school in Philadelphia. I went to Temple University, and my fraternity was Pi Lambda Phi. My fraternity brothers, 99.9% of them were all Eagles fans. That 0.1% was me and also another brother. I was a Raider fan. He was a Cowboys fan. So needless to say, things were very difficult in the house um, especially when they found out who I was, who my dad was, and and uh, what happened to them in Super Bowl XV. Uh, but I love those guys. I have absolute love and respect for uh, my fraternity brothers and Eagles fans. Eagles fans are one of the craziest fan bases in the National Football League. You know, we look at the Raiders, they're insane. We look at the Bills, they're nuts. And then you have the Eagles fans, and they're a different breed. Eagles fans are the type of fans that, Raider fans and Bills fans would be if they were on steroids. You have Eagles fans who, they booed Santa. I mean, these guys booed Santa. They threw snowballs at Santa. That tells you what they are. Eagles fans, I believe, the Eagles stadium was the first in the National Football League to have a jail built under the stadium because of Eagles fans. These guys are nuts, and uh, this is the this is the time where we look at the Raiders games, and this is a time where you can't let these weirdos in, man. I look at the Bears game, and I look at the last home game that the Raiders had, and it's very frustrating when you see a fan base come into the stadium and, you know, not outnumber the fans, but they definitely made their presence felt. And, of course, fans across the league... Namely, Charger fans are going to say, oh, well, look at these fans taking over your stadium. Yeah, one game, one game. We know that we know that Las Vegas is going to be a destination spot. We know that, you know, if you have the choice of going to Buffalo or Las Vegas, you're going to choose Vegas. If you have the choice of going to Arizona or Las Vegas, you're going to choose Vegas. If you have the choice of going to Santa Clara or Las Vegas, you're going to choose Vegas. So on, so forth. Raider fans have to show out and they have to get loud for these games. Uh, We talked about it on uh, Raider Nation Radio where, you know, there's a lot of distractions at the game. There's, you know, at any time a performer, a contest, a light show, um, good food there's a a club, bottle service, anything. Uh, This is where Raider fans have to get up. They got to get fired up for it, and they have to get out there and and really come prepared. As we look at this Eagles team, this is not a bad team. This is a team that is kind of poorly coached, and, you know, a lot of us saw it. A lot of us saw it coming. Nick Sirianni coming in as the head coach. Um, he wasn't somebody who I was really high on. I think that there were a lot of better opportunities, uh, especially with Eric Bien-Aimé, um, you know, being out there. But Nick Sirianni is the guy that got the job. And this is, this is a chance for the Raiders to come out and say, hey, we got to make a statement against this team. Uh, the Raiders lost to the Eagles last time they played. They lost to the Eagles time before that. And this is a time where the Raiders need to come out and they need to continue to make a statement. They still obviously are riding high off that win against the Broncos, but this is where the Raiders seem to make an impact, and with the the situation of the AFC West right now, this division is up for grabs. You got the Chargers who just lost to the to the Ravens. You have the Chiefs who just won. Um, they're slowly inching their way back up. You need to keep them down. You have the Broncos who we just beat, um, and the Raiders who are sitting here four and two and really control their own destiny. The Raiders' offense is looking good. The Raiders' defense is looking phenomenal. Max Crosby's playing some amazing football. The linebackers are hitting. Um, each level of the defense is looking good, and offense looked like it finally came together in that first game. But looking at this Eagles team, they have some players out there that can really make, make an impact. They can really make some plays, and the Raiders are going to have to make a big difference. And so what I want to do is before uh, we, we start getting into that, Take let's take a quick break. Uh, let's take a moment. During this break, please do me a favor. Go to your app, hit five stars, leave me a review. Uh, this this is the way that you know. Not only do I see how well I'm doing, but also how Blue Wire sees how well I'm doing. And I want Blue Wire to think that I'm doing a pretty damn good job. So go ahead, drop five stars, leave a review, and we'll be right back with my keys to victory. The Las Vegas Raiders are entering into another situation where they're facing another mobile quarterback. They've seen it with Lamar Jackson. They've seen it with Jacoby Brissett. They've seen it with Justin Herbert, Justin Fields as well. Now the Raiders are facing a mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. The first thing the Raiders must do is shut down Jalen Hurts. They cannot allow him to get outside. They cannot allow him to make moves. They cannot allow him to run. The reason why is because he can make some big plays with his legs, but he can also make big plays with his arm. Raiders have to limit that. The Eagles offense is not a offense that can be taken lightly. This is an offense that has some good players out there, and they can really, really do some damage if you let them. They've got a good young running back in Miles Sanders. He's not better than Josh Jacobs. I'm sorry, Eagles fans. I know you guys really want to make fetch happen, but it's not happening. And hopefully this weekend, Josh Jacobs shows why he's better than Miles Sanders. But the Raiders have to stop the run. Raiders getting Jonathan Hakins back this week is huge because he is their best run stopper by a mile. Jonathan Hankins has been playing at a very high level, as he always is. He's a very much an unsung hero on the defensive line. Typically, nose guards don't get a lot of love, and he's one of those guys that just falls under that category where he doesn't get a lot of love. But you know what? Since I'm a former defensive lineman, and this is a defensive line podcast, I'm going to give Jonathan Hankins that love because Jonathan Hankins deserves it. And since we're talking about the city of brotherly love, Let's talk about this brother and why we love him. Jonathan Hankins is a big physical player who can get in there, not only stop the run, but he's also a player that can do really well against the pass. He's got a couple sacks under his belt. Uh, He's been a constant starter for the Raiders, and he's been one of the most consistent players on the defensive line. An unsung hero, if you may. Looking around the defensive line, the Raiders have some guys out there that can play some balls and some guys that really, really got to get after it. This should be a very exciting game for the Raiders defensive line because this is a banged up Eagles offensive line. And while a lot of teams want to play against their best players, sometimes it's better to play against some of their not best players. And the Raiders have the opportunity to do so. Where the Raiders are going to have some issues is in that secondary Losing Trayvon Mullen was huge. Uh, He's a guy that's been playing really well, especially in Gus Bradley's system. He's somebody who, you know, the Raiders really do miss, But, but watching how players can be interchanged in Gus Bradley's defense is something that we have never seen before in a, well, not before, but in a very long time with this Raiders defense. The Raiders have to stop Devontae Smith. He's a very fast, good, young wide receiver. And the Raiders are going to have a little bit of a solace in knowing that Zach Ertz won't be out there. Ertz was traded to the Cardinals last week, and right after the game, an emotional goodbye he made uh, to Philadelphia, to the fans, and to all of the birds out there. This is where the Raiders have to excel. The Raiders have to come out. They have to come out firing. And what we want to see from the Raiders is that they have to play complete four quarters of football. The Raiders have the ability to come out and win. The Raiders also have the ability to come out and lose. It's going to be whatever team comes out there. But I think that this is an opportunity for the Raiders to come home against the Philadelphia Eagles in Las Vegas and show why Raider Nation should be on top. This is an opportunity for the Raiders to also shut up Eagles fans. This is a passionate, loud, crazy, obnoxious fan base. And we know that they're going to be coming out in droves. I have a lot of fraternity brothers that are going to be out there for the game. I know a lot of people from Philadelphia that are coming out specifically for this game. This is where Raider Nation has to come out and they got to be loud. They got to be loud. They got to be crazy. They got to get things cracking because we cannot have another situation where the Raiders are out there looking like the Chargers, where they have more fans from the other team than Raider Nation. Raiders are playing good football, 4-2. and two. The Raiders are only one game out of the AFC West. The AFC West is up for grabs. It's insane. But these are my keys to victory. In order for the Raiders to win, they got to come out. They got to have a fast start. They got to stop the run. They have to shut down Jalen Hurts. And offensively, they gotta just move the ball and keep moving the ball. Get Henry Ruggs involved. Get Darren Waller involved. Get Josh Jacobs involved. Get Kenyon Drake involved because he was somebody who showed out last week. And it's nice seeing him play well because he was he was brought in to play exactly what the Raiders used him for I don't know what the hell John Gruden was thinking but the Raiders used him the way that he was supposed to be used Raiders have an opportunity this week and these are the keys so as we pivot out of the keys to victory as we pivot out of talking about this game we're obviously going to get into it after the game. We're going to talk about what, what happened, what went right, what went wrong. Uh, but we'll do a follow-up to this. Uh, once again, Raider Nation, I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. My whole family thanks you uh, for your outpouring of love, your support, um, your your messages, your calls, your text messages. All of your support has not gone unnoticed. And uh, to be quite frank, it's, be, it's been overwhelming. Um I, I truly appreciate you guys. There's been a lot uh for me obviously to to deal with for me to unpack. Um but knowing that you guys have been there uh, is what, you know, one of the things that keeps me going. Obviously, my family and the love and support that I've received from my family, my wife, my kids, um they have been tremendous and this has been hard on all of us. Um my mom fought a very long, hard battle with cancer. Um You know, I I don't want to say the cancer won. I want to say that she won. She's not suffering. She's back home with her mother and father. And this was. A learning lesson for me, this was her second battle. Um, And, you know, if you have anybody out there that's dealing with cancer, if anybody out there is dealing with anything, make sure you you get there, you hold them tight, you love them, you don't let go. Um because our our time our time with our loved ones is precious. And uh I, I appreciate you guys. Uh if you have an opportunity, please um I have a GoFundMe set up on, on my website uh to help cover the cost of her funeral, her service. Um if you can help, um you can you know please donate, share. Uh if you're uncomfortable with just donating blindly, I'm also selling merchandise, so you can go to kennykingjr.com. All the merchandise, um, the funds will go directly to helping to pay for her uh, her services. And in the future, I'm going to be working on um, some different uh, fundraising things, uh, some things to help people with cancer. Um, This has affected me and impacted me in more ways than I thought, and I want to be able to give back to the community i want to be able to give back to raider fans i want to be able to give back to people so uh, i'm going to be working on something that will that will allow me to do so Um, but i appreciate you guys love you guys raider nation let's get this win on sunday let's finish out this week at five and two let's beat the eagles go raiders
1: this is the story of the one